Hi, folks. It's Foss here from thechrisfossshow.com. Hey, welcome to another podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to refer the show to your friends and uh, subscribe to us on all the different channels that we have. You can go to thecvpn.com. Uh, this is going to be an interesting session. We're going to be talking to the creator of Hemp Session Podcast. Now, uh, this is pretty interesting. He's one of the very first podcasts that have been acquired in the first 30 days of their launch. Um, because they were so hugely successful uh, by a publicly traded company. So uh, we're going to be talking with Oliver Del Camino of TheRealHempNews.com. And uh, he's going to tell you his incredible story about how he launched this hemp CBD uh, professional podcast and uh, had this crazy amount of traffic from Google and the interwebs and uh, everything else. So let's get into it and we'll introduce him now and bring him onto the show. So, hey, welcome to the show, Oliver. So you you guys are one of the first podcasts to ever be acquired by a public company in the first 30 days of launching and starting a podcast. Holy crap, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> How you doing, Oliver? Oh, thanks so much, Chris. Actually, it's wild, I know. Totally wild. And we are completely, uh, obviously, exuberant. We can't believe it. This is incredible. However, it all happened because, first of all, when I launched the podcast, it was just for fun and to get real information out to real consumers. Because one of the things is I specifically focus on hemp and cannabidiol because that's legal and it's recently has come to light as of last November. So I launched this podcast with the intent to basically disseminate really valuable information to the people who really want it. So those people, elderlies who don't know how to go about buying CBD oil that's effective, I give them in my podcast the formula. I disclose with all my listeners how to actually purchase real CBD and how they can tell whether it's real or not before they spend their money. So, so I have insight. That's awesome. So the Hemp Session podcast, uh, where can they find that on the interwebs? Where can they look that up, websites and stuff like that? Well, they could just go to Google, put in one word, Hemp Session, the obsession with hemp, and everything's going to pop up. You're going to get many, many pages of, of links. So you're going to find us on iHeartRadio. You'll find us on iTunes. Of course, we are on every platform. In addition, of course, like you, we're also on YouTube, and then uh, we also have our own live 24-hour station, which is also the Hemp Station radio station, and that's hosted on Live 365 through our website on therealhempnews.com. Awesome sauce. And they can find you, uh, therealhempnews.com. Uh, and uh, so you, you, how long, when did you start this? Let's, let's cover that right now. So everything started on the last day of April. Uh, Alex well, Lightman, 2019. Alex Lightman, unwittingly, who is the number one writer right now, author on Amazon for cryptocurrency blockchain theory. Okay, mm -hmm. and he's the inventor of 4G and the inventor of Google Glasses. Just to give a little background. Now, this guy Alex Lightman, he poked me, and he said, "Anybody and everybody who I know that is a real guy anywhere," he basically said that you know. You need to leverage YouTube or you need to leverage um, the power of podcasting. And so he didn't realize unwittingly that he was poking a lion when he said that. <laughs> so I immediately hung up the phone. And three hours later, I put this up. And within wow. three days, it was absolutely absurd what happened. I had so much traffic and so many leads coming in that I was just inundated and overwhelmed. 
Wow. Wow. That was pretty cool. That is crazy, dude. So, uh, so you guys, you guys got so much traffic. It just went, and did you do any advertising or you just, you just put it up and it came. Here's the funniest thing we did. I think I want to say maybe like a $20 daily budget. Oh, wow. And you bought Google uh, AdWords or? No, here's the funniest thing. We did Snapchat biz. People don't even know it exists. Mm. And LinkedIn biz, you know, LinkedIn is really the place. People don't know that. And of course, Facebook. So those three medium right there. And it was 20 bucks a day. (laughs) It was was just unbelievable. So we spent 600 bucks and we got 72 million um, listeners and, you know, crashing our website. It was hilarious. Wow, man. And then you guys also got shut down by Google because they're like, something's going on over here, right? Correct. And the funniest thing in this whole thing was that it was initially, essentially, it's all going through Google, right? So Mm -hmm. they're all connected. And so they could immediately verify. I mean, it took them five days to do the investigation after they shut our website down. And since then, of course, five days later, they did put it right back up, wrote us an apology note, the whole nine yards. (laughs) Wow. I said, well, we're very sorry, but you understand this is an anomaly. Okay. Well, we we certainly get that. All right. So it's an anomaly. I'll grant you that. We think so too. We didn't think this was normal because we've never had results like this. The, the essentially what, the intent really was so that if I put out good, valid information, we knew that we don't have to spend a lot of money if the right people find it, the right audience. So mm-hmm. this is really, I targeted something and it was unintended consequence, which came with a lot more than what I bargained for. I targeted you know, a certain, uh, certain demographics. I ended up getting everybody because the word hemp is like number two after porn. Oh, wow. <laughs> is it really? Wow. I swear, man. Hemp, cannabis, and CBD, these are literally the biggest keywords aside from porn. Wow. Wow. Not a joke. Not a joke. I need to be watching more hemp uh, podcasts or hemp stuff with my <laughs> clothes off and late at night or something. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's a great mental picture there. Thank you for that. Sorry. Sorry for that. No, nah, it's cool. <laughs> it's unfortunate because you can see me on video, so that makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be better. You don't know. Well, yeah, something it's like that. It's all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. So uh, so this is pretty wild. You create a podcast in April of this year. and yes. uh, On April 30th. Added, April the 30th. last day of April. And on June 13th, uh, this is, well, of course, I'm, you may have been acquired before that. I'm just reading the uh, Newswire, Global Newswire that came out. From, that was the acquisition, yes. The, the, right. the news press came out, I think, the following day or two, three mm-hmm. days later. But yes. HQG so buys, you, or buys you guys out, basically acquires you. Correct, correct. That's awesome. What's incredible is that people in the podcast world, um, from what I understand, I do follow a couple of different, you know, uh, fa- uh, Facebook type of community groups that are all about, you know, fostering the environment. And so I've joined a couple of those small groups. We're talking like 2,500 members, nothing big, very small, intimate so that there's a lot of questions that can get answered immediately, right? And so what happens here is that you go and find out that pretty much nine out of 10 people are trying to do this. Today, podcasting is yesterday's YouTubers. Right. Yeah. YouTube has taken away the algorithm, has prevented people from getting paid. Hence, the reason you are seeing now so many suicides. Right. People are killing themselves because their money is now has dried up. Effective. Correct. In fact, mine has too. 
Yeah, I've, really? I've talked. So to her you've really, you've seen this, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to, I used to be able to make more than most people do as a living in America. Uh, and really? Yeah, the algorithm changed on me. Uh, they opened it up to where they let everybody, but they created an algorithm where the rich ten percent got richer and the poor got poorer. And no matter how many dupai you know put out, uh, you know, racial stuff or Nazi stuff or anti-Jewish, correct. And, uh, seminary stuff they'd still reward him and just be like yeah just give him more money i think disney bailed on him but you know uh, uh, there's a couple other guys i can't remember the other jerk who went to the suicide the thing and he's had a that was the paul thing. brothers of course yeah, i remember that idiots. that was huge yeah, no matter how many times those guys screw up and you know the youtube just keeps taking care of them but yeah, you know, people like me, they just throw to the front from the bus, and it didn't Correct. used to be that way. I mean, I used to get great views, and uh, wow. we, I mean, my channel has over fifty-four million minutes viewed, and wow. it's been on for ten years, and we still have people watching the videos from ten years ago. But you know, we don't do; we just review products. We're not on there like snorting fucking cinnamon shit and right, you know, and, and doing stupid. I stuff get like it. That. Right. It's kind of embarrassing. Says on IQ, there's doesn't. But it's kind of embarrassing. People will write me and now and be like, "Why does your channel have like so many subscribers and nothing's going on?" Just, uh, (laughs) just this week, there was one of the first YouTubers who was like the first guy to monetize YouTube. Evidently, Uh, he's lost ninety six percent of his viewer base, and he's this isn't worth my time anymore. I'm done. Nope. Um, even years ago, I bumped into a lot of YouTubers at CES. This is like three or four years ago. And I'm like, mm-hmm. is your paycheck going down every month? And they're like, yeah, it's getting crazy. And uh, so, yeah, there's, I mean, podcasts is, is really where it's at. Uh, and uh, it's, it's very popular. It's, it's, been, it it's been a nice little business. I've been it's doing crazy. mine for a long time. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's really gotten awesome. You know what's so funny about that too is that there's two more years left of actually being able to make anything on YouTube. Uh, twenty twenty one, they're going to stop the monetization altogether. Oh, and are they the really? Following year, I would probably bet that they're going to either start charging for posting, or so they're just going to go to a completely different model altogether, right? Now, Google, is that an announcement to end monetization? I miss that. There is no announcement, right? Mm-hmm. I. I'm sort of a futurist in some regard. I just see patterns, okay? Mm-hmm. I also see the market, the overall market, and where everybody else is. I see where Facebook went. You can no longer, regardless of how many gazillions of followers you have, if you put up a post and you don't boost it, yeah, you don't pay. it does not get shared in spite of those people have, uh, having opted into your feed. How does that make any logical sense here, Chris? Yeah, I saw that coming for a long time. I told people, I said, they're going to eventually charge you for the stuff. And people are like, no, you're crazy, man. This is our thing. We're building our audience. I'm like, they're going to charge you. (laughs) And sure enough, they did. Where YouTube is making most of their money now, I mean, they just boosted YouTube TV from $40 to $50 a month. Mm -mm. And they're making a fucking killing on it. They're making a fucking killing on... uh, that and the back end deals that they have with the with the with the TV networks and all that sort of shit. Correct, but, correct, uh, correct. Which people so, don't know about the the public is just not 
privy to this so they don't really understand what's going on they don't and it's like i said it's embarrassing but you know a lot of i guess a lot of people are getting into podcasting i've just always been it's been an addition to everything we've always done mm. so you guys started this hemp what, what made you start the hemp session podcast what motivated you well again it was alex lightman who poked fun of me mm -hmm. and so that sort of like woke the line up in me and so was, then was hemp or pot or cbd kind of like a big thing for you or what it is is that i'm big on the cannabidiol huge on mm. the research i'm an investor so mm -hmm. what happens is i've been traveling the world and i've been in this for you know on the cannabis side i've been in it since i was my youth in 18 years so whatever that is 25 plus years mm -hmm. so as far as the cannabis thc side i'm pretty knowledgeable okay mm -hmm. and as far as the cannabidiol pretty knowledgeable too and again, as an investor, I'm in all the projects. So I get to see things that regular people don't, again, once, aren't, once again, they're just not privy to this kind of data and information that's, that's really happening research-wise. Mm -hmm. So I'm a very big investor. And that's where I provide my value to the audience is that I will take a new story and I will spin, take the spin and I will translate it with real insight and tell them how to make sense of the news. Mm -hmm. Right? Don't one thing you mentioned to me is is I, I I'm not aware of much of a difference of CBD. I don't really do CBD oil. I you know I I've lived in Vegas where it's recreational is legal, and so we we don't do the you know we don't do CBD. We do the real stuff. <laughs> you do the real stuff. That's cool. But I know it's huge every place else where it's not legal. I mean, you know, my mom was was taking CBD oil, and right. you know, I mean, it. I think it helps in some small ways. Uh, I don't really know. I call it. I always call it pot light. You were talking something about. Uh, <laughs> you were talking about, and I'm not saying CBD is bad. I'm just saying when you <laughs> get the light. real, the real THC stuff, it's you know, you're just like, uh, you know, someone offers you CBD, you're like, what? Was that a light? It's funny, and I and I and I think it is hilarious as far as the way you make it sound, and yeah. it uh, it is like that. The truth is a little bit different well, let's right? get into that let's get into that what's the what's the truth about cbd and i know i know there's so many people trying to offer it and so many people trying to come to market with it uh give us a breakdown on that well the truth is most of it's fake oh wow it's synthetic and nine out of ten i test in labs mm -hmm. and this is where the real value comes from is that i actually do see the test results because we're the wow. ones testing the stuff right mm -hmm. so the truth in the skinny is this China has flooded us so bad. Really? Um, yes. That so they're making like fake synthetic CBD. Correct. Synthetic. You got it. So and what I imagine it's not as effective or is it effective at all? Or Exactly. No effectiveness whatsoever. No effectiveness. So it's basically. Pay hundreds of dollars for a bottle and no, they got faked out because yeah. they didn't know how to purchase it correctly. I mean, I've met people in other states or have friends in other states where pot isn't legal. And they'll tell me how much they're paying for bottles of CBD. And I'm like, holy shit, I can buy edibles cheaper than that. You're right. And again, that's, I mean, right now, until it's just full-blown legal, everything legal, until then there'll be discrepancies. Wow. But the arbitrage is huge. Mm -hmm. The money, the money side, no one's talking about that. Mm -hmm. I'll break it down really quick so you get it. Okay. $350 billion is what the number is in terms of the legal arena. That means public. That means companies that are public. That's how we know where the money's coming from. When there are public companies, that's the only way we can measure the economic results. So one third of the companies today 
are public. Those are the legal entities, okay? That's $350 billion total today. Mm-hmm. But because it's only one-third, that means that two-third is missing. So the real pie is a trillion, and that's today. Now, people are telling you it's going to be, you know, $100 billion a few years from now. Nothing like that is the case. The case is it's a trillion dollars today. It immediately needs to be legalized because it's really hurting the legal people. You see the black market gets incentivized by all this. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you are a purchaser, you're not going to care whether it's legal or not. You're going to care about how much it costs. Wow. Uh, Or, or, I mean, what do you say, Chris? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really what it costs. That's logical, right? If you're a consumer and you're looking for meds, it comes down to cost and affordability. Mm-hmm. Now, quality is also a big thing there. So with sure. the black market, the quality becomes a gray area. Mm-hmm. However, that is not to say that most consumers don't know how to go and find a guy that's operating in the black market and still gives you quality stuff. It's mm-hmm. there. Okay. So that's making a huge, huge dent right now. As a matter of fact, I'm sure you saw California went legal and there actually went down in revenue. So that was a big question mark for the rest of the world. <laughs> like, wait, what happened here? Well, we know what happened. It's the illegal market that's, that's directly responsible for that effect. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so why is that? Are people, uh, well, break it down for me. Why, why is? All right. So if I am, let's say, a grower and I can do black market operation, mm-hmm. I would certainly go that route. And here is the reason. I can set up shop in a day across from the legal entity which I know has a lot of people going to it, so I've got guaranteed traffic. Now mm-hmm. watch this. I set up for next to nothing. I don't pay any taxes to the government, and I can undercut that guy by 30% day one across the street. <laughs> Do you think that the, cons- the consumer comes in since it's recreational, there's no licensing needed anyways? Do you think they're going to care that you're a black market operator or not? Well, oh, wow. we now know the answer is not. Because they're actually going across the street and buying it from the black market guys. And now, what, is that happening in Las Vegas and Nevada also? Because I think they're all fully licensed, happening. even though they're recreational. It's happening everywhere. Huh. I wow. mean, Vegas may be a little different because you have that strip thing there. And it's okay, Vegas, it must be full disclosure, it's a freak of nature. Okay. Yeah. You have an abundance of foot traffic 24 hours. So, first of all, it's abnormal in mm-hmm. just the, the market itself. Because yeah. you have a 24-hour market there. And so it's not a fair comparison. All my friends in Vegas, you're right. They're making a million dollars a day. And the guys in LA are only making a hundred grand a day to dispensers. <laughs> so there is a discrepancy. Yeah. We usually have a line of tourists that are at the place. And the nice thing about Vegas, you can have delivery to the house. So well, that's, uh, Cali. You don't, that's everywhere now for yeah, the most part. Yeah. You don't, you don't go down there because the tourists are like, there's yeah, exactly. like, they have a whole fucking line for the tourists in Vegas. It's fucking crazy. No, I know. I mean, every time I stop in Vegas, my head spins and I'm just like, I really cannot believe that, that this is it. I mean, wow, it's progress. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. They still are working out the, you know, being able to smoke or take edibles on the property, which you know is taking place, but that's right. you can't be like just openly wandering around because they're still concerned about the federal licenses for uh, gambling and stuff. So Right. And I understand that too. So I fully get that. And I'm sure that that kink is going to be worked out soon enough. Mm-hmm. One of the things that people don't know um, is that Trump is going to steal everyone's thunder and he's going to go ahead and legalize 
in 2020 October. Okay. Mm. At which point it becomes a game changer. You know, when he's joking around about being a third termer, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I know it's a joke. I get it. But at the same time, if you're the guy that's responsible for igniting the global economy, mm-hmm. that's, that's going to carry a lot of weight when it comes to the voters. So let me ask you this. What, what, what indicators give you that uh, he'd do that in October 2020? The indicators are that there are so many in Congress that are bipartisan supporting it right now. And he's already fired Jeff Session when he went against the pot that you knew right then what's going on. Now, Pelosi's son is, of course, the number one marijuana advocate in America with Uh uh, a company called Freedom Leaf. I know these guys intimately. And so I'm pretty sure if Pelosi's son says that it's going to become legal because he's going to do it, I would take his word over most people just because I understand he's a lobbyist. I know what he does. Mm-hmm. A lot of huh. people don't want this to happen because they think that once again, he would be stealing the thunder of 20, 30 years of hard work of advocates. I get it. I really do. do you well, know I know I mean? a lot of Republicans. I know a lot of Republicans are coming uh, back around to pot. A lot of people are starting to open it. I know there was some, I think there were some bills or some discussion about bills. I know the old Speaker of the House, uh, Boehner. <laughs> yeah, he's a huge investor. He's a huge, huge. investor and lobbyist for um, uh, some, Bannon. I think the industry. What about Steve Bannon? He wants to build the wall from Hempcrete. That's not a joke. Does he? <laughs> he looks like he's Hempcrete. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy needs a whole face redone. I thought I was ugly. Holy shit. That was funny, um, man. That's but funny. Yeah, that's just I'm just commenting on what he looks like. He just he looks like he looks like a liver with cirrhosis on his face. <laughs> on anyway, enough picking on poor Bannon. So how do oh, we know man. what the difference is between uh, a good real C B D oil and fake? Because I'm I'm really curious because I have a lot of people that are like, I take this and I've I've taken it sometimes. I'm like, I'll sure. try some. And I'm like, I don't know what you gave me, but it doesn't that uh, yeah, it's whatever. You feel nothing. If feel you feel nothing. nothing, that's the reason because you've been had. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is they didn't give you a certificate of analysis. Ah, so do you need to that check their website you. for that when you buy it? Or Sometimes. how do you, how do you, you how go, do you follow that if you're a consumer? If you're a consumer, when you walk into the store, ask them, do you have a COA? And they'll say, oh, you know, it's actually on the bottle. Or they'll say, oh, well, let us give it to you. Or nowadays, and this is the best one, is because they have a few different um, uh, product lines and different COAs. What they'll do is whatever bottle is specific, then they'll grab you that COA and they'll either text it to you. You can go to the site. They give you the links. But it has to be disclosed. If they cannot come up with a COA, a real COA, mind you, then you shouldn't buy that because chances mm. are you are definitely not buying anything of substance. The cutting mm. agents, all these things. All right, I'll give you a really specific example. Diamond CBD. These guys claim they're the world's greatest and that they are you know, therapeutic and that they're medicinal, the whole nine yards. They make the claims. Well, we did third-party testing. Their stuff had fentanyl in it and mercury. Holy shit. Um, now last time I checked, no cannabidiol came with that. Yeah. Mercury's kind of not good. Not good at all, but that's what you get out of China. Yeah. So here's what what they're doing. They're buying 
the garbage and then they're diluting it because wow. you see, the pricing is where I really know the truth. Wow. Okay, the truth comes from the pricing when you get to the wholesale level. If a wholesaler tells you that I've got awesome isolate for you at $3,800 a kilo, that dude is selling you straight Chinese. No such thing exists because it costs a lab $2,500 to produce one kilo. Wow. And they're not going to make $1,300 on the kilo. That's not, it doesn't work that way. That just doesn't, you'd be mm -hmm. losing a lot of money that way. Mm -hmm. Right? Because you have operation expenses. Your mm -hmm. overhead is very large. Do you know how much a lab technician makes? I have no idea. If I tell you, you're probably going to quit your job right now. $200,000, my friend. All right, I'm, I'm out. Uh, 200000 I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't even know what a lab technician does. but A lab uh, technician takes the weed and turns it into isolate. Nice. That guy makes $200,000 for that a year. Sounds like an episode of Breaking Bad or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's an incredible lucrative Do you have to have an stuff. RV for this? Uh, <laughs> you are right. The, the only it. thing I'm good at is wearing a lab coat. Does that count? I can wear a lab coat, put some pens in the pocket, so it looks like I'm all. I can hold a clipboard so that it, you know I look. All that cool. might be worth a hundred grand. So, Who so knows? you want to ask for this uh, certificate of authority uh, of analysis? Yes, of analysis. They and if they can't produce one, then you tell them to bugger off. The one thing I'm well, seeing, I just uh, usually. I usually pull a Michael Jackson and moonwalk out of there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. The thing I'm seeing a lot is this uh, MLMing of of CBD oil. Have you see, I'm sure you've seen this. Uh, yeah. I, I got everybody coming to me <laughs> like, hey, do you want to be a CBD distributor? Uh, <laughs> no. But you can make a herbal life model, huh? Yeah, it's the herbal life, that? new skin, whatever. <laughs> Here's the funny thing about that is that I actually haven't dabbled because MLM is not where I'm at. I just don't yeah. even. I'm just wondering how authentic or, or, or real it is if it's synthetic or crap. It's chances are it's crap Most because likely. you have to know the organization behind it and know the integrity behind the CEO and the board. I work with companies who are integrity driven that have real pedigree behind them where people are about the therapeutics only and they would never dabble in anything that wasn't real. So, you know, it costs us a lot of money to do testings, but that's the only way you're going to get to the truth. And that's the only way you're going to get the real stuff. And that's how you heal people. Definitely. That's that's the real mission for us. I used to be a big drinker for most of my life. Uh, and I think I drank pretty pretty heavily from the 30s on up to about 50. And it just got to a point where my body can't handle, you know, the drinking anymore. I noticed right. for like three days, I'll notice a drag after a fun night. Oh, yeah. And you're just oh, like, God, I, it's, I just not, it's just not worth the trade-off anymore. Nope. And uh, then I switched to, in my old age, I switched to uh, edibles. Um, and they're so great for pain. Uh, I have yes. back issues sometimes. Um, sometimes I just have sleep issues where I can't sleep and, and, uh, and they're just, I, I always thought for a lot of years, I was, you know, people like they're so great for pain. I'm like, come on, man, you're just getting freaking high. But <laughs> no, man, it's, it really is. Cause the thing I, is THC really does have, it, it really that does. is the real medicine. It's amazing. I, that is the it, medicine. It's amazing how it just affects your whole body. I guess your whole body, from what I understand, is filled with 
cannabis uh, receptacles. Is that what they call them? Receptacles? Called the endocannabinoid system. I knew that. Every living organism has one. Yeah. That's how we know that this is the real thing now. That's very we couldn't, natural. We wouldn't have found that if that, you know, this is the funny thing about that. So you have all these hundreds of receptors and literally uh, it means that if you put cannabinoids into your receptors, you have all the medicine that you need. Yeah. The biggest thing that no one talks about, and I don't know why, is until the prohibition started, you know, all food feed for livestock was hemp. That was it for eons. Now, that meant that people were consuming meat that had hemp in it, which means it already had the CBD in it, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons, in part, why we weren't so sick. We oh, didn't wow. have all the That's ailments. interesting. When you remove the medicine out of food, guess what you have left? You just have food now. But it's no longer medicinal. So what I'm doing in Jamaica, for example, I have a small chicken farm, and so these guys are hemp-fed. Okay, and I own a jerk center so at the Duns River Falls over at uh, Ocho Rios. Now, what, what I'm doing right now is in the next few months, I'm going to start serving the ham-fed chicken. And people uh -huh. are going to be writing reviews that you've never thought possible. Tear-jerking kind of flavor. Yeah. You don't get high, but yeah. you do get your medicine from your food instantly because your endocannabinoid system is digesting it and breaking it down. Nice. Nothing synthetic here. That's nice. The you know it's it's interesting to me how much of a healer it is. I was living on uh, Tylenol and just taking tons of acetaminophen, mm. you know Tylenol, and <laughs> uh, which is just evil to at your liver, man. Yes. Especially if you've yes. been a drinker for a lot of years. Oh. I always had to be careful about you know making sure I don't take too much of that after. Mm -hmm. you know, but if you're hungover, you kind of have to. Um, right and. Man, as soon as I started taking edibles and uh, recreational pot in, uh, I think it was June of last year that it became legal, or maybe it was the June before that. Maybe it was two Junes ago that it became illegal illegal in Las Vegas. Um, and I literally quit drinking and I quit taking Tylenol. In fact, I went for months That's and then one day I, I walked into my bathroom and I opened up the medicine cabinet and I'm like, Oh wow, there's a bottle of Tylenol in there. I'm like, wow, I've been in that <laughs> bottle forever because I just bought. And I'm like, no wonder it's illegal because Tylenol wants it to be illegal because they can't sell me Tylenol if I'm <laughs> taking it. That's right. Now you're and, onto uh, something there. It there always you know. comes down to the money. So yeah. you're 100 percent accurate in that. Yeah. I mean, they want to make, you know, they, we see the opioid crisis going on and, and basically these opioid drug companies were bigger than, than Chapo, man. They're bigger than any. Oh my God. Was, man. And they're, I always ask people, what's the difference between big farm and drug dealers? What? There is no difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely true from what we've seen with the opioid crisis. There is no difference. And and uh, you know the thing is, I can I can be in pain and I can be hurting and I can uh, maybe not be sleeping because I'm in pain, my back's out or something, and uh, I can take about uh, twenty or thirty uh, grams of is it milligrams or grams of uh, of uh, edibles, and I'll go to and I'll sleep like a baby, and then I'll yeah, it's probably, grams might be too much. Uh, I'll sleep like a baby and I'll be totally relaxed and I'll be at peace. And I have a lot of HDG and a lot of anxiety, you know, and all that sort of crap. And so I'll sleep like a baby. I'll be, I'll be in a world of peace. My mind will be settled 
and I can wake up and I feel like a new human being. I feel like I'm totally like, hey, you got your rest. And, and as everyone knows, one of the reasons you sleep is so that your body can heal itself and yes, rest. Or absolutely. All the damage you've done to it. And so uh, recently I moved uh, to come up to Utah to write a book and um, injured my back again, which is actually from an old move. Uh, and oh. uh, wow, man. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing how healing this stuff is where, um, you know, normally you take a bunch, I was living on Tylenol for a while until I got back to Vegas. Yeah. And- the opioid crisis is so real. I can't even believe you hit on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one of the things we're doing, our mission is of course to do exactly that. So I'm already actually tied into this new thing out of Florida. Um, this guy named Mike, um, Mike, oh, he's, his last name is, is uh, skipping my head. I, I apologize for that. But no so Mike, he's got this thing with the opiate awareness and he's literally has a bunch of centers now opening up. It's in Alabama. That's right. He's doing it in Alabama and I think maybe one location in Orlando. So, uh, and it's all about anti-opioids, anti-opioids, you know, bring in the people who have opioid addictions, let's get them off that, wane them off, and let's put them on the CBD alternative, which is non-toxic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And price-wise, it's also better. Most definitely. You're not giving yeah. all your money to some big corporation somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy. But there's a lot of goodwill out there, and that's great. So, you know, I make sure that out of, you know, I take usually like 20% out of all my proceeds. And then I, I give CBD oil to veterans with PTSD. Yeah. Uh, that's so that's the one thing I always heard from veterans were always like, Hey, they this really it. helps with my uh, PTSD. Uh, totally. This really helps with my injuries. And I was always kind of like, okay, man, you fought for this country. If you want to get fucking high. All right. Great. Why not? <laughs> but I, I never really believe the pain thing and so now whenever i talked about about somebody about pot or uh, cbd or or uh, you know just uh, edibles legal stuff um I, i'm just like no really seriously like like for years right. i just made fun of my pothead friends and i'm like I, and they're like you should smoke pot and I actually one of my problems i actually have with my body is i have a high tolerance for every, everything including alcohol, oh really including you yeah. Not for alcohol, but for everything else, yeah. I me too. I'm like that. Yeah. And so smoking pot really doesn't work for that well for me, but edibles do. Like they get into my system with edibles. That's great. That's great. And uh but the, the just the pain healing and, and yeah. being able to relax. Um and sometimes throughout the day I can just take like half of an edible, about five milligrams, and I can function. I'm not really high, but I get kind of a piece i get that nice thing and i can actually really focus and do uh, work i guess what you call it microdosing maybe i don't know mm-hmm. no but, absolutely uh, it's just amazing that makes sense it's just amazing I, and i and i wish more people would try it would embrace right legislators uh and just see see what it's like because once you try it a few times you're like okay this isn't you know and I, I'm not addicted to it. I don't have to have it. I think I think there are people that have addictive personalities, but sure. you know, let, let's be honest. Those guys are going to get addicted to you know to anything. To anything. I mean, right? That's the guy that gets addicted yeah. to gambling and loses yeah. everything at the yeah. poker table. It's the same <laughs> guy that gets addicted to sex. It's the same. I mean, it's all. It's addiction is the same. It's yeah. it's addiction. 
Yeah, it's not it's it's not a gateway drug. I mean, no. it, <laughs> that's the biggest. Drug. Listen, that that's been already you know obviously defamed as yeah. far as you know. The, there's no facts behind any of that. I never wanted to try alcohol just because mm-hmm. I tried weed. Never. And the and the thing is, is like I've done some really stupid shit on alcohol, and I think all of us have been there. Most, oh yeah. And I don't. And and there have been times where I've gotten in a car with a buzz, and I shouldn't probably be in a car with a buzz. I mean, I try not to you know right. do bad things, and I yeah. don't, I don't want to get pulled over for DUI. Thank God but, you for know, it's, it's like what they say, you know, buzz driving is kind of a DUI, and you've got to be it careful. Is. It is. And so, uh, but. You know, when I'm when I take an edible, I don't want to do anything. I just want to go curl up in a ball and sleep like a baby, and that's what I, do, <laughs> what I usually do. You get antisocial from it, huh? Yeah, I, I you know, fortunately, I don't. I for, when I first started taking, I started getting the munchies. And that was yeah. the greatest because right. you start eating everything you can. But then you can learn to control it. Yes. And so now I I mostly use it where I, I'll I'll take it right before bed. Mm-hmm. And I'll just sleep like a baby and I'll wake up like a brand new. Uh, if you want something that makes you feel incredible and no grogginess the next day, like to give you the optimum sleep, then mm-hmm. that would be a three to one CBD to THC ratio. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is make a concoction for yourself with a three to one ratio of THC to CBD and you will have never slept better. And when you wake up, there you get is. up and you, feel incredible like a little kid you feel so, so good as long as we have you on the line explain to us what explain to listeners that are out there because most of the nation isn't legal yet uh what the difference is between cbd and thc and all that sort of good stuff so we can learn sure listeners. well cannabidiol is a is a cannabinoid it's just one of the chemicals THC is tetrahydrocannabinol which has a bunch of them the, the psychoactive ingredient is the Delta 9. That's the only chemical that's responsible for people feeling euphoria in their head, the psychoactive part, right? What we get high off of. When you remove Delta 9, you have no high. So what happens is cannabidiol, there's a lot of forms of cannabinoids, okay? Cannabidiol, there's CBD, there's CBCD, there's CBG, there's CBN, there is a huge plethora of CB stuff, of, of cannabinoids, as they're known. Mm-hmm. So we're just starting to really get to that. It looks like CBN appears to be the one that's going to be the cancer, or the cancer healing uh, cannabinoid. Okay? Mm-hmm. So if you want to heal cancer, that's like about a $60,000 per kilo price. Wow. Okay, it's one of the most expensive ones. The reason is, is because you only have so much on the spectrum, so you need a lot more plant material to process into the same kilo that you would if you just did CBD by itself. CBN is a lot less on the plant than CBD. Okay, now they are going to start breeding them to where they're clearly going to be the richest on the spectrum for CBN, then there will be the CBG strains. Oh, it's coming now. So that's, act, that's what Israel's working on as we're speaking. It's going to be kind of interesting. I mean, you had Canada just went legal, just nationwide. It's uh, when they went legal uh, and, and California went legal, like for a while there, uh, Vegas was legal, Nevada was legal ahead of California when it came to recreational because I think we just went right to recreational. Right, you and, did. Uh, Smart, by the way. 
Yeah. And then, um, uh, so I think we were recreational before California and it was pretty cool. And then all of a sudden California went recreational and, and, uh, a lot of the stocks dried up. It got really hard for me to get some of my favorite stuff. And then Canada <laughs> came online and it got even harder for me to get some of my stuff. So do you totally. see a lot of investment opportunities for like, uh, uh, more growers and stuff? I mean, if we become a legalized nation for pot, we were needing a lot more farms, right? Well, it's happening. It's happening at such a rapacious pace. People aren't aware, but under the radar, it's 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 absolutely absurd. The companies responsible for giving you the logistics so you can grow, mm -hmm. those guys are making killings like you've never seen. Mm -hmm. okay? So it's all those guys that make the warehouses, the guys providing the trays, all of the logistics for you to grow. Mm -hmm. Those guys are making insane money. If you are a small investor, all you have to do is look at the charts in November of last year. You'll see that in the first two weeks of November, stocks went up 50,000% in some cases. That's 50,000% in a two-week span. Now, wow. what's happening is they, the announcement came, I think, about two weeks ago that they're going to go ahead. Congress is going to allow the, what they're going to call the pot investment run test mm -hmm. run. I don't know if you heard of this. No. And what's happening is September 1st, they're going to flood the markets with institutional investment dollars. That's going to be American cannabis companies. So wow. they're going to allow the likes of the big institutions that are doing, you know, the big investments. They're going to allow those guys to take $340 billion and invest into American cannabis companies. Holy crap. How, how do we translate that? Quite simply, it means that you need to have whatever stock you feel good about before September 1st, then close your eyes and open your eyes again in the next week or two. Because if you pick the right horse, mm -hmm. you're going to be wealthier than anything you could imagine. I had a case in point. I have a friend in Canada, uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. He was a postman, uh, like delivering post, mailman. Mm -hmm. He didn't have a lot of money. He put away uh, $2,000, okay? And he did that February of 18, mm -hmm. okay? He cashed out at the end of the year off of the $2,000. How much do you think he cashed out? I have no idea. How much? $1.1 million. Holy crap. Wow, that's an never, ROI. Never put a dime on top of the two grand. All he did was put the 2000 investment on the right horse, and $1.1 million, it wow. became in 10 months. Now, wow. that's going to happen in two weeks, not 10 months this time around. Mm -hmm. And it's going to happen because last time it was $40 billion that came into the market. This is $340 billion in one day. Wow. So how, how does it work? Here's how it works in short. When you buy a stock and there is this thing called the float, that's what gets traded. Okay, the float on any given company either turns once a month, once a week, or maybe once a day. Mm. It just depends on how popular a stock is. On the big days when this money is going to come in, the right company, you're going to see the stock float turn multiple times every day. Wow. When that's happening. That's creating such a demand that all it can do is just keep going up precipitously, exponentially. And so what ends up happening is a cent becomes 10 cents, a 10 cents becomes a dollar, and a dollar becomes $10. And all this in 
a five day span. That's awesome sauce. That's awesome. It's so awesome, but that's not going to happen to a company that's got 5 billion shares outstanding in the flow. So you guys want to get the real information. I'm going to give you something that's worth a million dollars. Not even Tony Robbins is going to do this for you. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. Marijuanaindex.com. I'm not going right. to say it again. Okay? Marijuanaindex.com. Not saying it again. <laughs> not doing it again. I just made a millionaire out of your listeners, at least one. Uh huh. I'm pulling it up right now. All right. So 48 out of, uh, there's 48 marijuana stocks in, in the U.S., all right? Those are all on there. And now I gave you the tool so you can ascertain before I give you something that becomes what we call insider information. If I give you something and it's insider information, you cannot make a trade on that for four days. That's how mm -hmm. the law works, okay? Mm -hmm. But by me giving you where the data is, that's totally cool. So I'm not crossing any lines, okay? That's just so you understand, and it's a little education for the investor out there. Nice. And it's very simple, guys. You don't need $10,000. You just need 100 bucks. Put mm -hmm. 100 bucks on a horse. Mm -hmm. if, by the way, we all lose $100 by going to Starbucks and anywhere else. <laughs> like, we're going to do that every month. There's some, there's some people do that every um, day. Thank you. Starbucks. So it's like, I don't need to hear your $100 is going to hurt you. Just put it on a horse. You're not going to lose it. In worst case, you're just not going to make 100 grand on it in a couple of days. That's all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you're not going to lose it unless you just picked the very wrong horse. <laughs> it was 100 bucks. <laughs> so, so do you recommend buying the index or the individual companies? I would say individual companies, although the index is not bad. You will do fine on the index. You're not getting 50,000% though. That's what you have to understand. The index means that it's giving you the bad and the good. So mm -hmm. if you have the ability to nail the one good, then you can bypass the bad altogether. I'm not saying don't do the index. That's like, you know, put a thousand bucks on it because you know that's 100% safe, right? Mm -hmm. It's just not going to grow anywhere near with the potential of a small float, hmm. right? So this is how you could really use the knowledge. And by the way, I mean, if a company is projecting that they're going to be doing 10 times more for their revenue next quarter, that's probably a pretty good buy signal. That's, that's a reason to buy something. Wow. <laughs> like you got to just look at what's going on and let them tell you. They're going to tell you where their revenue projections are. Mm -hmm. And when somebody says, you know, we're, we're, we're on, you know, this, we're doing tenfold next quarter and a hundredfold by the following quarter. Okay. So then you want to take a look at that and maybe do a little microscoping on that because you might nice. have a very good shot. Nice. Looks like there's a few different companies they have rated on, on their index trends and stuff. And so you can oh, look yes. at those. And what are some other good ways people can find good stocks for, uh, other than listening to your podcast? I mean, imagine that's the most important thing is people should be listening to your podcast uh, right. and checking out Hemp Session Podcast so they can learn all the best ways to invest and stock and, and uh, everything else when it comes down to the business, right? That's right. Get that plug. I mean, we, we like to disclose the stuff that people need to know. That way they are armed with the facts. This is a very gray area. It's a very gray market today. So I want to make sure it's not. 
So what can people learn when they go to your podcast list, tune into the podcast, subscribe, all that good stuff? Well, what they learn is if they listen to all the episodes from episode one, uh, they're going to be probably the smartest guy in most rooms when it comes to this. Just because all the episodes we have up already thus far, we have covered such a wide range of topics in depth that people will get it. I break it. I break it down. Mm -hmm. You know, and like I told you about the, uh, uh, you know, Diamond CBD, for example, that was a, 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 we broke that one down. Mm -hmm. I broke it down on that episode really hard. And so I did that because I wasn't the only third party verifier on that one. And so I was, I had so much ammunition. It was actually in the news. I mean, I'm now when it's in the news, my friend, that's bad. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be associated with actual news that's out there online. It's different when somebody, the radio covers it and it's, it's talking, but mm -hmm. once it's transcribed in the news, written and printed, Ooh, that could become really, really serious. There's a lot more liability there. Oh, so it, it just becomes too. Uh, they is, say, look, you wrote this and this was so that that means that they caught you um, red handed. You know, it's 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 conclusive. In oh, other okay. words, we have the evidence because you wrote it and you said you have the best. Turns out. Every lab says you got fentanyl and mercury. Oh, boy. <laughs> right. So yeah. this is what I mean. Yeah. Okay. It's right. crazy. Yeah, it definitely is. So uh, you've got the podcast. It's it's kicking butt. You've been acquired by HG, or, I'm sorry, HQGE, HQ yes. Global Education. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that's pretty awesome, man. I mean, I didn't realize hemp was this hot. I knew hemp and pot was hot, but uh, oh, man. I knew hemp CBD is so was hot. Hemp um, is so hot right now. And I think it's just going to keep getting hotter as, as we get to where we're legalized. I mean, Hemp is the new cannabis. Did yep. you know in Texas, because of the loophole, you think you're buying cannabis on the street, you're actually buying hemp. Do you know why? Why? Because the guy that's selling it to you, when the cop pulls up on him, he says, you're a drug dealer. He says, sir, I got a COA. It's hemp. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wow. Hemp is the new cannabis, guys. So here's what happened. By them classifying hemp legal, by giving you the loophole of the single chemical, the cannabidiol, which was, by the way, that was a racket, just so that they could make a $50,000 medication called Epidiolex. That's what that was about. And that was GW Pharmaceuticals. They directly benefited from that. That was their lobbying effort. What oh, they wow. didn't know was that by legalizing hemp and giving you a three-tenths of a percent um, threshold for THC allotment, that inadvertently this is how amazing this game is it inadvertently legalized cannabis de facto right then wow. every state is now coming undone and saying we're no longer uh we're no longer pressing charges for wheat and yeah. we're no longer like they're just like saying step down step down because if it's not weed we're screwed yeah. And they're saying people are legitimately now shipping hemp and there's so much of it that it, it, we don't know what the numbers are. It could be half and half and it could be, you know, five to one. I don't know, but they don't want to take the chance in Florida. Most of the counties have stepped down, you know, South Florida and specifically because you have so much medical cannabis now drive throughs at Miami international airport, man, you could get off a plane, get in your rental car <laughs> and drive right through at the airport. Wow. <laughs> 
by Greenleaf. It is, I don't understand. When did Florida become progressive? Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I know New York quit doing arrests and prosecutions yes. for stuff. A lot of states now are looking guys. at, at So the, this is why the Trump has really all the ammunition now. He sees this. He's not dumb. His advisors are like, hey, you guys realize this stuff's legal, right? All we got to do is tell everybody now that it's actually federal legal, but it is. That's what's happened here. It's a de facto legalization, and already Texas is doing it and Florida is doing it. They're actually in the news touting that they're no longer actually pulling people over for the ganja smell. They're saying wow. if we pull over and we smell it, that's not going to be the probable cause anymore. Wow. That's that's, a, that's 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 progress. I'm not saying that you know if you're black that they're not gonna mess with you. Yeah, <laughs> this is a, still America, guys. That's a whole other ballgame. Yeah, problems. But yeah, <laughs> if if Texas and uh, Florida were to legalize or and or New York, I I think New York was close to legalizing, but they had some like there was some kind of some BS with some legislators that they wanted some of their special whatever. Uh, right. and so, and they just ran out of time evidently with the legislative session. Otherwise I believe New York would be legal right now, correctly with the recreation. Right. Well, they're so lax up in, in New York that it might as well be at this point, but it is coming. Uh, and yeah, you're right. It was defeated just, uh, whatever that was like last month or the yeah, month. It was really before. narrow and it was just Correct. literally, they just ran out of time for their legislative sessions and sure. stuff. Otherwise it would have gotten done. I, I think so. And, and so I think I'm, the governor was being a jerk about some, some sort of right. special thing that they wanted. But no, I'm uh, confident on that one. I'm New York. You already know I'm confident. There's obviously they're going to do it regardless. I'd want to be high if I lived in New York. Jesus Christ, have you seen that? I was going to say, you know what I mean? I was going to say the same thing. How do you live there without being high? I mean, seriously. Seriously. Have you seen the real estate and the prices and oh my the God. closet you get for it? I mean, I'd, yes. I'd be like, when I come home to my little closet every night, I'd be like, yeah, I'm getting high. Screw this. That or when I'm walking around and people are assholes on the street. And you're <laughs> Every time I go to New York, all I see is the garbage out on the street and just the smell of it between all that the and the urine. It's like, how do people enjoy this experience again? I, you know, Chris, you and I are cut from the same cloth <laughs> because I ask that every time. Oh, I just like, like how is this fun? Yeah. How this is Manhattan? What about all these four rent signs everywhere on all these yeah. big beautiful storefronts? Yeah, like what? I, I see people who are like, yeah, I, I don't have an oven in my closet that I you know pay two hundred thousand dollars a year for, but I have a little <laughs> induction burner. You're like, right. wow, man, that's living high. But I'm living in New York. Well, right. yeah, I know. I One know. step away from homeless. Uh, yes, just living You're right. Somewhere. You know, I, I lived You're in California. One in a way. Yeah, I lived in California for a lot of years, and I finally just got tired of it. I'm like, I can move to Vegas and buy a fucking mansion for what I pay for a shitty old, you know, broken down 1950s home. And in, in I, I totally regret not investing into Vegas uh, in this last crash. That was incredible. The thing people don't know, right? In South Florida, and I don't know why the news didn't cover this. I had friends that bought condos that were selling for you know 250 plus before the crash for one thousand dollars with a clear title yeah that Uh, was all over here we had a lot of those intercoastal had like older condos that were going for five grand those were all steals steal 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 you can't buy a car for that 
Yeah, it was it was crazy. When I moved back to Vegas, I moved into a home mm. that uh the this giant attorney pool firm they they had taken and bought in all these properties uh from the uh HOAs because you know, mm. they had all these bankrupt properties and the HOAs in Las Vegas are have first position on the title technically. Really? Yeah, they do. It's pretty oh, crazy. Wow. And so wow. they went all the way to the Supreme Court. They were able to own these properties and bring them back through the through the thing and not have to pay the first and second lien holders, which were the banks. The banks were pissed. Um, but that's the way Vegas works. The HOAs have, right. have technically first position uh, on the properties. And if you don't pay your HOA fees, they can force foreclosure on that's top right. of the banks. And yeah, they so do the same in Florida on. and Texas, actually. Yeah. That's the same thing there, same yeah. racket. You're right. It's very scary because when they do it to veterans or, or active military members, ooh, that's heartless stuff. Yeah. And it yeah. happens. So people can uh, log into your uh, thing. They can find it on iTunes. You're on all the different syndication places for right. your podcast. Hemp Absolutely. Session Podcast, folks. You can go to therealhempnews.com. Uh, and you can listen to Oliver Del Camino. It'll give you all the good details on all the stuff there. Anything more we need to know about uh, the podcast and how to tune in, all that good stuff? That's it. I mean, really, Facebook is huge. We, you know, we've got like mm-hmm. 167,000 followers. Again, that's all happened just since we've been up since May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably the Facebook started in June, really. <laughs> wow, man. So you've got facebook.com forward slash hemp podcast. There's Correct. Twitter, real hemp session and then on instagram you've got hemp session as well and people can follow over there that's pretty awesome so this has been pretty eye-opening and if you want to learn a whole lot more about what's going on it whether you're an investor whether you're a recreational user whether you want to understand the industry where it's going what the future is of the industry and uh, hopefully the full legalization of pot that would be just nice I would, I would like it's to coming. be able to tour this country without having to worry. And holy crap, yeah, Absolutely. you guys do have 106,000 people following you on the freaking Facebook yeah. page. That is crazy, ah, yeah. man. No, we get followers. We get love letters. I get phone calls like 24-7 from all over the world about this stuff. That's it's awesome. Nice. Yeah. And very notable people too. I mean, I'm going to be at the red carpet at MTV Music Awards. So you guys might want to tune in for that on the 26th of August. That's in 10 days. Are you going to hand out CBD oil or something? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll probably talk to Drake about some of that. And then we're going to put that on the red carpet and just kind of bring it out to everybody. Yeah, there you go. He might have heard of that. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be in Jamaica tomorrow doing a lot of stuff down there, but then in the following week again, so I'll be doing that. That's going to be really exciting. Today, I met, I believe it or not, I was invited tomorrow to uh, a New Kids on the Block birthday. I'm actually supposed to not even be in Jamaica tomorrow. I'm supposed to be in Chicago with New Kids on the Block. Wow. Donnie Wahlberg, it's his birthday tomorrow. There you go. There they you called go. me up on Hemp Session. They said, please come on up here and do your thing. <laughs> and wow. I accepted, and I'm like, wait, I'm in Jamaica. No! Dude, that's awesome. I mean, you guys are really blowing it up for just a very short time for being in a podcast and stuff. That is that is just crazy. Listen, what am I doing? All, I'm doing like a normal luck. business podcast. I'm in the wrong business. We're, it's all luck. It's all luck. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just luck. Well, it's definitely, it's I mean, like you said, it's a high searchable, you know, item and stuff like that. It, it, this is it. I mean, honestly, this is the most, and because of it, Google I know why they shut us down. You see, what happened was uh-huh. that they didn't tell us that people don't kind of read into, but I happen to know the Google, how they work on the inside as a company. 
they're trying to take over the hemp because they actually are very vested in the hemp world and the cannabis world. These guys, I don't know if it's billions they've invested, but for sure, lots and lots of millions, tens of millions. Hmm. Uh, so what happens is because of that, they're going to make sure that they're in control of those keywords. You know that Google is a major culprit in blacklisting keywords and blacklisting mm. companies from keywords. Mm. So do not for a second think that they that this is a conspiracy theory. This is just how they work. Facebook's been indicted for the same thing. They all do it. Mm. I mean, you can't put CBD up on Facebook. They'll take it down. I could put hemp. I could put cannabis, but I can't put CBD. It's really weird. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it'll probably eventually come around, but it's a big fight over who can make money off of what and who can make right. Basically, that's all it is. It's just the money thing right now. That's awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show. Uh, we certainly appreciate it, Oliver. Be sure to go to his uh, website, therealhempnews.com. You can also find him, of course, on all the different podcast places, Hemp Session Podcast. It looks like it's doing really awesome. You get the inside scoop on everything that's going on. Uh, and thanks for being on the show. We certainly appreciate it, Oliver. Chris, it was such a pleasure. If you don't mind, I would love to do a shout out real quick to Ron at HQGE for doing such an amazing job and also Ray and Clinton Grayling. They are our best sponsors ever. Um, and of course, the Chris Voss Show. We love you. Yeah, thanks for having us on. We'll look forward to posting on your guys' thing and all that good stuff and just Absolutely. rocking, kicking, kicking butt and uh, growing there and, and hopefully the whole nation will go legal. <laughs> <That'd be awesome. laughs> it's coming, brother. It's coming. I can't <laughs> Get wait. ready. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks to my audience for tuning in. We'll see you guys next really time. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.